This season of Arts and Farts is brought to you by ArtpreneurGuide.com, turning struggle into opportunity. You can go on to ArtpreneurGuide.com to get all the tools you need to take your creative business to the next level. Hi guys, it's your girl Mel and this is episode 3 of Arts and Farts season 2, The Destination. I can't wait for us to get into this episode, so let's get it! guys i'm so excited for you guys to meet the guests that i have today we finally have some estrogen on the podcast this season (laughs) um and we have a wonderful creative with us but i'll let her introduce herself oh thank you so much melissa my name is colleen i'm colleen gums i am the owner and creative director of tizik is in jewelry and accessories. I'm from Arima, so east in the house. Woohoo! Um, and what can I That's say about Trinidad me? for international? <laughs> <laughs> east Trinidad, Arima. <laughs> um, but I, I should say also representing um, Anguilla as well. Um, that's my dad's side of the family is from Anguilla, so um. Trini, but I'm also Anguillian, and I also, I'm representing different parts of the world, but I guess for this morning, I'm representing Arima and East Trinidad. Um, And what else can I say about myself? I am a creative, I am an idea generator, I am an upcycler, I am an innovator, a disruptor, a quiet troublemaker, um an instigator but you know all those wonderful things all rolled up in one so that's me okay so two questions (laughs) (laughs) one what does tizik mean well tizik tizik is it means it comes from local trini parlance and tizik means when you get excited about something you get so just just wowed and just so thrilled and just it's almost like it blows your mind you go crazy so that's really what tizik is it creates a, a a buzz inside of you and it's just something that you know is infectious and that you have to share with everyone else so that's what tizik means okay so as in instigator the owner of <laughs> and all of the wonderful things that you listed what does a day in the life of carlene gums look like wow a day in the life of carlene gums well a day in the life of carlene gums starts off pretty early um a day i should say a day in my creative life starts off pretty early by nature i'm not really an early riser, but sometimes... He is lying! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> the lies! It's really funny because naturally, <laughs> I think over time, I have I have learned to... And, and I, I, I learned that it's a benefit to me to get up early, but, but naturally, I'm not an early riser. You guys, okay. I, <laughs> I don't really ought be on here I'm telling lying. people they're lying. <laughs> but... <laughs> I wake up, I start my day around 3 a.m. And every time I log into my Facebook at 3 a.m., Carlene Gums is online. 
and posting stuff and liking stuff. Let me tell you why, though, because, and, and I, I don't know if other people can identify with this, sometimes the ideas come, they just literally, they literally wake me up. Um, and I'm a light sleeper as well, too. So sometimes things kind of come to me or I'm restless because I haven't really worked out something. I'm working on a project and, you know, even though I go to bed late, it's like I'm tussling with it in my sleep, you know? So, um, I, I, it just, that's just become part of my, my process, you know? Um, and also because I find that, that time in the morning is really it's it's kind of soothing to me to work and you know quiet out the three two three four in the morning is like that's before the rest of the world wakes up you know and yeah that's what i love about it yeah it's a time and a and a space that is it's re-energizing and it's really it's almost like um your mind is clearer and you work quickly it's like there's not there's not a lot of, of, I guess the best way I can put it, there's not a lot of like energy traffic at that time of the day. Everybody is still asleep. And so it's almost like the air is clearer. You can transmit the, you know, things come to you better at that time of the day. And there's a kind of, um, there's a kind of magic that happens then, you know? So I find it, I find it to be a good time to you know especially if i have to like do sketches or i'm preparing materials or just kind of it's a good time to and i i live a lot in my head as well too so (laughs) it's it's almost like yeah it's a prime time of the day to really get jump started on things you know um so that's a time when i would start you know either doing you know making priority lists for the day what i'm gonna do um sketching things out preparing um setting materials out you know um and i feel like you know once i get that done then i'm ready to take on the the production side of things you know so that's, that's how the, the mid-morning goes. And then I have a few breaks, you know, every couple hours where I take some breaks and stuff. So usually by mid-morning, I feel like, all right, you know, things are quite um, set out by then. And if I have to step away from the work table, you know, in the middle of the morning, I'd make calls or try to reach people at that point in time, or maybe, you know, do the administrative side of things if I need to take a, a break from you know the actual creation and production side of things um but then there are times when i just don't move from the work table because you know i kind of i really get into um you know i i get into the creative side of things it's kind of like falling down the rabbit hole you know? yes yeah <laughs> i got lost i got lost in wonderland you know, and then somebody has to come check on me because I'm probably like buried under some safety pin somewhere or some. Yeah, and you wake up and, and you, somebody comes and they're like, "Do you know it's five o'clock in the evening?" They're like, "You know what time it is?" I have a clock. I have a clock in my in my office, but I just have you know I lose all sense of time because I'm just like, okay, so this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try this, or then something's not working out. So. You know, I have to kind of 
just take a, a, a right turn or a left turn or whatever. And I think that's a really good thing because, you know, that's, that's when you know that you really love what you do because you just lose all sense of time. And it, and it doesn't feel like work. It's, it's you're, you're so thoroughly enjoying it that, you know, it's like you look up and four hours and five hours. Okay, so so that's every that's a normal day in your life. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so can I ask why you do what you do? Why I do what I do? Yeah, what's the underlying intent or purpose of your work? Well, I think to say that you know turning. I can say that I turn trash into treasure, but that might be kind of oversimplifying it a little bit because I think it's really, it would be to remind people that everything has redemptive qualities. I think that's why I'm so drawn to this, you know, um, in the sense that everything has value. We kind of we kind of live in a time where we very, very easily discard things. We throw things away, we cut things off, and that, that translates to people, people well. and exactly people in our relationships. You know, everything and everybody is disposable or, you know, one time use only. Um, and we're not really, we're not into salvaging things. And we don't, we say that we, we, we're into transformation, but we don't fully embrace the power of transformation. We scrap things and we start things over, or we start with something different. Wow, and that sounds so, that just, I mean, in my mind, I make, because I know that Carlene also does life skills coaching for people. And so it's like making connections into exactly. the other ways that yeah. you work. To, yes. uh, um, but do you see that? Mm-hmm. into the other areas that you work in yeah definitely and you know i i as much as possible i try to bring all aspects of my work you know one thing feeds into into something else and and i always feel that everything that i do can help people have that you know, not to use a cliched phrase, but an aha moment, you know. Um, and I and I feel that by doing this, I can help people realize that, you know, everything is worth something. Everything has a, a value on it, but it, it, it is what we place, place on it. It may not be inherent in that thing, but, you know, it's what we see in it. And a lot of the times, you know, we've, we've gotten to a stage now with relationships where, you know, we very easily, we don't, if somebody doesn't agree with what we're doing and, you know, we dismiss them. We don't really want to listen to what they have to say or we don't want to, to um, we don't want to make them feel valued and, and, and listened to. You know, what they have to say is not important to us because we don't agree with it, you know. Um, I guess and, we live in the age of, like, self-preservation. Um, and, like, so we've gotten this kind of like culture. So everybody's on the social media and you love getting the likes, but there's no dislike button. But at the end of the day, we have to remember that we're still 
living and we're still existing in the world and we're still you know cohabiting and you know it's 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 not you can you can exist with somebody and you can engage with somebody without being fully in agreement with them i don't know where we got in that in that um um discussion or dialogue or feeling or whatever where we just you know we isolate ourselves from people because we don't we can't you know we can't see ourselves thinking the way that they think you know there's so so many different people in the world you know and we all have to we all have to find a way to 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 live and coexist with each other well i think it I, I will I will say that I do think social media helps us avoid doing that. Yes. Engaging exactly. with people who don't agree with us because we can kind of curate a world where we only see our own values reflected back to us. And, and you know, I think it's so, it's so dangerous because you have to have that challenge. You have to have, you know, people to, to, to get in your get in your face and challenge you on your ideas and, and your beliefs and your opinions and um, so that you know what you truly stand for, you know, as opposed to, to just creating something that's kind of clean and sanitized and, you know, you never really know what you hold fast to until somebody challenges you on something, you know, so... Speaking of, you know, speaking of challenging ourselves what has been the most challenging aspect of your creative life so far and how have you worked to overcome it wow okay (laughs) um the most challenging thing i think for me is that um i'm very cerebral (laughs) i live in my head a lot um and that's just part of it is kind of uh, getting caught up in that whole world of you know imagination and ideas generating ideas and you know trying to um innovate you know but naturally because i am an introvert i kind of live in my head a lot so i have to remind myself that there are very very practical aspects of business to keep on top of and you know i have to kind of come out of myself and not just live in my head um and also because uh it it i I, i'm a i'm a bit of a perfectionist as well too so um you know getting getting past the tendency to to you know beat up on myself if something isn't you know um if something is kind of slightly wonky or out of place you know it would seriously bother me before but i'm getting to the stage where I am saying, you know, this is part of what I do. This is, you know, it's part of the art. It's, I see it as part of the signature of the, the piece that I'm working on or the thing that I'm working yeah, on. The one, thing that, <laughs> the one thing that I learned on a, on a similar note is that um, nobody actually knows what it's supposed to look like but you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And the thing is, people are, you know, even if it's like a glaring mistake to you, oftentimes I find that the thing that is glaring to me is the thing that 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 people love. You know, they're like, oh my God, that's that's really, you know, for them it's it's either a conversation starter or 
you know, it's something that really makes a piece a standout, you know. Yeah, it, I think they even manage to notice it to begin with. If they do, you know, they think it's cool. Whereas for me, it's kind of like, oh my God, that's, that's a mistake it wasn't supposed to be. Like yeah, that. but because we're the only people that actually know what the thing is supposed to look like, if you don't tell anybody, they won't know. Exactly, exactly. So that's 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 one of the things and then of course, you know, you know, being being caught up in my head all the time is just um is it's what a friend of mine calls the paralysis of over analysis. You know, you kind of see something and you, you, you get so caught up in in that thing and trying to to fix it or whip it out or tweak it or whatever, you know, you sometimes you have to give yourself this space to to stand back and you know appreciate that it's it's it is what it is and sometimes you just have to leave it as it is you know so that's that's one of one of one of many challenges um and then of course you know there's always the time management thing i feel like for creatives you know when you have so many balls in the air um you know you you, you kind of you, you have to to do the whole thing of asking yourself you know does multitasking really work and of course we know it doesn't work so um and, and you want to get things done and you of course you want to get it done effectively and efficiently um so one of the things that i started to do was to really set dedicated times to work on specific things um you know so whether that's working on a piece or speaking to a customer or doing um a workshop session plan but really you know dedicate time to to you know have set times to do specific things as as opposed to trying to do many different things at the same time um and trying as much as possible to work on eliminating distractions because i get distracted very easily um kind of like you know that it is that dog in uh what's the movie again up where he sees a squirrel and it's like squirrel and then you know you're off to something else (laughs) (laughs) i get lots of squirrels during the day um (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that i started to do was um put alarms on my phone as well too because I find that sound is like a better cue for me than visual so even though I have you know I may make lists and I may try to prioritize or I'll have a vision board or I'll put up something I feel like the sound is almost like a it's kind of like a jolt so you set like a certain amount of time and then at the end of that yeah. period an alarm goes off well, not maybe not not specifically for that thing, mm-hmm. but if there's something that I I need to get done and I know that I need to get done in my head, like I will set an alarm by a certain time in the day, so it will just kind of flag and say, well, you know, you have to call so and so or have you done your workshop plan or whatever it is. So and it's not that it's set. It's not it's not necessarily that I'm setting. A deadline although i can set a deadline is more of like a, a reminder it's almost like a voice then saying have you done so and so 
good. So it just depends on what it is. So, but I just find that this sound is uh, because so many things are, are visual. It's almost like it gets a little. It gets a little muddy because I'm doing so many different things that are visual. So it's like the sound cues then really okay. It kind of interrupts the exactly, exactly. It it helps to kind of snap me out of that that visual space that I'm in. Okay. Well, speaking of um, setting reminders and alarms, we like to think of. Well, this podcast is all about our creative journey, but Mm -hmm. I always think that we start every journey with a destination in mind. Mm -hmm. So we'd like to, well, we want to know what's your final destination? Mm -hmm. What is going to be that place or that thing that makes you feel like you have arrived? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think specifically for for Tizik, it would be to get the people of Trinidad and Tobago to think more about how we use and consume things. I don't think we think enough about that. Um, I don't think we think enough about how to lessen waste. I think we're still in this in this space where we feel that, you know, once it goes into the bin or once it's out of sight, you know, it just magically disappears somewhere and it's really funny because i feel like previous generations understood about um recycling and upcycling you know when you when your mom used to make sandwiches for school and you know she put the bread she put the sandwich back in the bread bag you know what i mean or or you know you you go into the fridge and you 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 open a butter container and it has some calories in it you know that kind of thing and it's something that we did it was something that our grandmothers did yeah and then i guess because you know we've moved into that kind of capitalist spending um mode we we've lost that but it has been part of our culture and i feel like you know it through this i want to help people get back to that um and and make it a consideration uh, a, 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 i shouldn't say a daily consideration make it part of their lifestyle and help them to understand that you know the ripple out effects that it has on your home that it has on your finance that it has on your community um you know so that we're not just celebrating cricket matches and just leaving stadiums in a complete state and saying somebody else is gonna pick up come and pick it up yeah yeah and um you know to help them realize that you know it there's there are things that you can create out of that that is aesthetically pleasing and that is beneficial to them and beneficial to the people around them and just really help them flip the script and 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 think more about you know what 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 is really what are really the things that we are discarding why are we discarding them you know um can it be useful to some may not be useful to us but can it be useful to somebody else you know um and really help us to to bridge that gap. And because sometimes I feel like we're in the dark ages when it comes to that. You know, the rest of the world is really thinking about, you know, the the impact that it is having on 
the environment and we've, we've just gotten to a stage where we don't really i don't know if it's because we just don't really care or you know we don't yet have the um the infrastructure and the systems to to manage recycling and i mean it's all coming along definitely but i feel that a mind shift has to happen um with with the citizens and the citizenry so yeah but i i I think that that shift comes when the systems actually work Mm -hmm. you know because it can be hard to tell somebody well you know you should be recycling or whatever and then when you try to take your recyclable somewhere it all ends up in the landfill anyway Exactly. exactly but i guess it can it can work from both ends as well because if there are enough people who've made that mind shift and made that lifestyle lifestyle shift then the pressure is on the powers that be to create and put in the infrastructure for it to happen, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, I, I, I really feel that um, part of the purpose and part of the, the drive behind TISIC is to get people to think more about that and think about, okay, if the infrastructure and the systems aren't in place, what can I do? within my own power and my own autonomy to to find a way because the end result is to you know reduce reuse recycle what can i do for myself or what can i do with my family or my family members to to um to make that happen okay so let's say that you have that tizik has achieved its goal and we are getting the citizens of Trinidad and Tobago to um, take more efficacy and more action in preserving our our land and stuff like that. Who are the five people that you want to really be with you at the end of that journey based only on on the information you have? Wow. Only five? Only five. Um... I would like I would like to take my well first of all I'd like to can me myself and I be three out of those five people and the only reason I say that is <laughs> well that's interesting <laughs> no I say that jokingly because you know it's it's something that I've thought of a lot in terms of when we take on a journey and when we take on an endeavor to you know it's important to kind of stay true to yourself stay true to your vision um maintain a certain amount of authenticity because you know as as entrepreneurs and as business people there's so much noise there's so much noise around you and people kind of telling you you know um what your business should be what it should look like what models to follow, you know, how you should show up in the world as um, a business person or as a creative or, you know, whatever label you have for yourself. Um, and I think it's important for us to, to have that final say in whatever direction you want to go to. And it's important to not lose who you are or aspects of you are of of who you are in your creative process or your entrepreneurial process. I mean that's powerful and totally valid. And so you can take you yourself. <laughs> you you yourself and you yourself and you. <laughs> you yourself and you, but that leaves you with two other people. <laughs> 
So it technically is to other people. <laughs> just really, you know, because you have so many aspects of yourself, you know, and it's very easy to to lose those aspects of yourself because you know you you have a vision and you have a goal and you have a destination in mind um and somewhere along the way because you're compromising or you have to you have to you know there must be give and take you find yourself kind of getting into different aspects of your journey and you're like what what you know you have to kind of check it yourself why am i doing this again what is this about you know um how am i how am i bringing myself to the table and what i have to offer to the table so hopefully you know the other aspects of of me are still there but you know um it all all jokes aside um at the end of the journey i would really like i i would like my mom and my sister to be there and i think my mom because she is the the spring from 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 which my creativity comes my mother is you know um one of those people who is you know she generates ideas as well too but she is my mom gave me a really really good example in terms of using things that i have around me she she's she's very artistic she's very creative you know she's one of those people who would you know just create take the things that are around her and you know you'd be like how did you do that how did you make that oh well you know i just use i clearly remember her doing a painting which i think we still have um from like house paint and and things like coffee coffee grinds and you know just things that would just really blow your mind you know so um because she is a person that you know i think um instilled all those uh creative aspects of me it would be really good i think you know to celebrate with her when i get to the end of the journey and also my sister who has taken some of that but in a very different way um has you know showed me and taught me about resourcefulness and you know kind of reinventing myself and she's also a very good example in terms of how to generate you know fresh ideas and you know how to take the things around you and pay attention to what's happening around you in the world um and you know to look at things from marketing perspectives and how to engage with customers and and things like that um and then there've been you know a few mentors that have given a lot of indelible support over the years in terms of personal and professional development they know who they are um you know and it would be really good to have them with me at the end of the journey Cool. Speaking of mentors and people who have made an indelible mark, if you could give one piece of advice to someone who is just getting started on their creative journey, what would it be? Oh wow. Okay. Um I would say hmm the self-doubt, the self-doubt will come from you, will come to attack you from from all corners um you know it will follow you around and it will taunt you and you know what it what it doesn't want you to know is that it's just another monster in the dark but the self doubt is there 
um, you know, but when you throw the light on it, you know, you realize, you know, you, you always have these monsters in the dark and then you realize that it's just a pile of clothes in the corner playing tricks on your mind, you know, but it, I think the, the, the reminder is you have to remind yourself that you are a very powerful being capable of wondrous mind-blowing things but you have to get out of your own way a lot of the times you know um and also know that not everybody will be into your dream into your passion and your vision and sometimes that even includes people closest to you you know so you really have to find a way to keep going in spite of naysayers or in spite of people who just can't see what you see you know you have to hold fast to your vision and just find a way to you know to plow through it but you are more than capable um and uh, yeah you you are a powerful person capable of things that um would even surprise you so that's really that's really the the advice that I have. You know, you you are you are a god in your own right, but you have to recognize that for yourself. Oh, I like that. You are a god in your own right. <laughs> so yeah, keep keep going, keep going. You know, keep going. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us on Arts and Fights today. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. I'm so excited. I hope that we have another conversation soon. Um, and uh, yes, I, 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 I am happy to be part of the Arts and Fights family. Where can we find Tizik Jewelry if we're looking, if, and we have international listeners as well, so can they purchase your stuff online or um, how does it work? Not yet, but it's coming soon. But for the people in Trinidad, you can find Tizik at Ilki Place in Arima and soon to be at Memories of Trinidad at the airport in okay. Very cool. So you can buy it as gifts to take to your family abroad or your friends or get some on your way in for carnival. Yes. And of course, you can always contact me. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And you can place your orders for any bespoke items. And yes, just get in touch and we will make it happen. Cool. And I'll put all your contact information in the show notes. Wonderful. So people can find you. Thanks so much, Colleen. Thanks, Melissa. We'll chat again soon. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. You too. Huge thank you again to Carlene Gums for coming through and blessing us with her journey. It was inspiring to me, and I do hope it was inspiring to you. The one thing she said to me that really, really stuck out to me was this idea that we're, we've been allowing social media to define what our businesses should look like. And that brings me to today's quote of the day. If you don't drive your business, you will be driven out of business. B.C. Forbes. This episode of Arts and Farts was edited and produced by me, Melissa A. Matthews, with music from bensounds.com. On the next Arts and Farts, 
another wonderful creative. It's a surprise. <laughs> we'll see you in a week. Arts and Farts is a man-made production. Thanks for listening.